Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of Intermediate English with me, Benjamin. For this episode, we're doing something a little bit different. What we wanted to do is to present you a short story, a complete short story in English. This was something that we've been thinking about for a while and we think it's going to be a really interesting episode. Also, we had a recommendation from one of our listeners to record an episode that is about science or about science fiction. So what we've done is combine the two and this episode is going to be a science fiction story. It was written by Ray Bradbury, the American science fiction author. And I think it's a really good story to start with if you haven't read a lot of stories in English. I've adapted it very slightly in order to make the vocabulary slightly more accessible, but already the original story is pretty accessible to read. In this particular short story, like a lot of science fiction, this story, The Pendulum, is set in the future future where robots are coexisting with humans. The main character, Leoville, is a scientist who commits an awful error and accidentally sets off an explosion. In his punishment for this explosion, he is locked up inside a pendulum. A pendulum is something which swings from side to side to measure out time. For example, in an old clock. That's the premise of the story, that's the concept of the story. Well, I hope you enjoy it. This is The Pendulum by Ray Bradbury. Up and down, back and forth, up and down. First quickly upwards, gradually slowing, reaching the pinnacle of the curve, waiting a moment, then down again, faster and faster at a nauseating speed, reaching the bottom and hurtling up the opposite side, up and down, back and forth, up and down. How long it had continued this way, Leville didn't know. It might have been millions of years he'd spent sitting here, in the massive glass pendulum, watching the world before his eyes, until they ached. Since first they had locked him in the pendulum's round glass head and set it swinging, it had never stopped or changed. Continuous monotonous movements over and above the ground. So huge was this pendulum that it shadowed one hundred feet or more with every majestic sweep of its gleaming shape dangling from the shining machine overhead. It took three or four seconds for it to cross the one hundred feet one way, three or four seconds to come back. The prisoner 
of time. That's what they called him. Now, chained to the very machine he had planned and constructed. A prisoner of time. With every swing of the pendulum, it echoed in his thoughts, forever like this, until he went insane. He tried to focus his eyes on the heat of the earth as it swept past beneath him. They had laughed at him a few days before. Or was it a week, a month, a year? He didn't know. This movement had filled him with an aching confusion. They had laughed at him when he said, sometime before all this, he could bridge time gaps and travel into the future. He had designed a huge machine to warp space, invited 30 of the world's most gifted scientists to help him finish his colossal attempt to scratch the future wall of time. The hour of the accident spun back to him now through misted memory, the display of the time machine to the public, the exact moment when he stood on the platform with the thirty scientists and pulled the main switch. The scientists, all of them, blasted into ashes from wild electrical flames before the eyes of two million witnesses who had come to the laboratory or were tuned in by television at home, he had killed the world's greatest scientists. He recalled the moment of shocked horror that followed. Something radically wrong had happened to the machine he, Leoville, the inventor of the machine, had fallen backward, his clothes flaming and eating up around him. No time for explanations. Then he had collapsed in the blackness of pain and numbing defeat. Swept to a hasty trial, Leoville faced crowds calling out for his death. Destroy the time machine, they cried and destroy this murderer with it. Murderer! And he had tried to help humanity. This was his reward. One man had leapt onto the platform at the trial, crying, No! Don't destroy the machine! I have a better plan, a revenge for this... this man. His finger pointed at Leoville where the inventor sat unshaven, his eyes blank. We shall rebuild his machine, take his precious metals, and put up a monument to his slaughtering. We'll put him on exhibition for life within his executioning device. The crowd roared approval like thunder shaking the hall. Days in prison, months, finally led forth into the hot sunshine. He was carried in a small rocket car to the centre of the city. The shock of what he saw brought him back to reality. They had rebuilt his machine into a towering timepiece 
with a pendulum. He stumbled forward, urged on by thrusting hands, listening to the roar of thousands of voices damning him. Into the transparent pendulum head they pushed him and shut it tight. Then they set the pendulum swinging and stood back. Slowly, very slowly, it rocked back and forth, increasing in speed. Leville had pounded futilely at the glass, screaming. The faces became blurred. They were only pink blobs before him. On and on like this. For how long? He hadn't minded it so much at first, that first night. He couldn't sleep, but it was not uncomfortable. The lights of the city were comets with tails that went from right to left like fireworks. But as the night wore on, he felt a pain in his stomach that grew worse. He got very sick and vomited. The next day, he couldn't eat anything. They never stopped the pendulum, not once. Instead of letting him eat quietly, they slid the food down the stem of the pendulum in a special tube in little round parcels that dropped at his feet. The first time he attempted eating, he was unsuccessful. It wouldn't stay down. In desperation, he hammered against the cold glass with his fists until they bled, crying until he had no voice left, but he heard nothing but his own weak, terrified words, faintly in his ears. After some time had passed, he could eat, even sleep, while travelling back and forth this way. They allowed him small glass loops on the floor and leather straps with which he tied himself down at night and slept silently without sliding. People came to look at him. He accustomed his eyes to the swift flight and followed their awful faces, first close by in the middle, then far away to the right, middle again, and to the left. He saw the faces gaping, speaking soundless words, laughing and pointing at the prisoner of time, travelling forever nowhere. But after a while, the town people vanished, and it was only tourists who came and read the sign that said, This is the prisoner of time, John Leoville, who killed thirty of the world's finest scientists. The schoolchildren, on the electrical moving sidewalk, stopped to stare in childish awe. The prisoner of time. Often he thought of that title, but it was ironic that he should invent a time machine and have it converted into a clock, and that he, in its pendulum, should count out the years, travelling with time. He couldn't remember how long it had been. The days and nights ran together in his memory. His unshaven cheeks had developed a short beard, and then ceased growing. How long a time? How long? Once a day, they sent down a tube after he ate, and vacuumed up the cell, disposing of any wastes. Once, in a great while, they sent him a book, but that was all. The robots took care of him now. 
Evidently, the humans thought it a waste of time to bother over a prisoner. The robots brought the food, cleaned the pendulum cell, oiled the machinery, worked tirelessly from dawn until the sunset. At this rate, it could keep on for centuries. But one day, as Leoville stared at the city and its people in the blur of ascent and descent, he perceived a swarming darkness that extended in the heavens, the city rocket ships that crossed the sky on pillars of red flame darted helplessly, frightenedly for shelter. The people ran like water splashed on tiles, screaming soundlessly. Alien creatures fluttered down, great gelatinous masses of black that sucked out the life of all. They clustered thickly over everything, glistened momentarily upon the pendulum and its body above. Over the whirling wheels and roaring bowels of the metal creature, once a time machine. An hour later, they dwindled away over the horizon and never came back. The city was dead. Up and down Leoville went on his journey to nowhere. In his prison, a strange smile etched upon his lips. In a week or more, he knew, he would be the only man alive on earth. Joy flamed within him. This was his victory. Where the other men had planned the pendulum as a prison, it had been an asylum against annihilation now. Day after day the robots still came, worked, unstopped by the visitation of the aliens. They came every week, brought food, checked, oiled, cleaned. A thousand years must have passed before the sky again showed life over the dead earth. A steaming spaceship dropped from the clouds like a silvery bullet and hovered over the dead city where now only a few solitary robots performed their tasks. In the gathering dusk, the lights of the metropolis glimmered on. Other robots appeared like spiders on twisting webs, scurrying about, checking, oiling, working in their crisp, mechanical manner. And the creatures in the alien spaceship found the time mechanism the pendulum swinging up and down, back and forth, up and down. The robots still cared for it, oiled it, tinkering. A thousand years this pendulum had swung. The round disc at the bottom was made of glass, but now, when food was lowered by the robots through the tube, it lay untouched. Later, when the vacuum came down and cleaned out the cell, it took that very food with it back and forth, up and down. The visitors saw something inside the pendulum. Pressed closely to the glass side of the cell was the face of a whitened skull, a skeleton that stared out over the city with empty sockets and an enigmatic smile upon its lipless teeth. Back and forth, up and down. Strangers from the void stopped the pendulum in its course, 
ceased its swinging and cracked open the glass cell, exposing the skeleton to view. And in the gleaming light of the stars, the skull face continued its weird grinning as if it knew that it had conquered something, had conquered time. The prisoner of time, Leville, had indeed travelled along the centuries, and the journey was at an end. enjoyed this week's episode and the story that we read out if you did you can rate the show on apple podcasts and tell your friends about it it's going to be back to normal next week so have a great week and we'll see you then they say the arc of the universe is long i'm being towards where that unicorn horn points to the dawn you can be the rose in the concrete or Stargazer stuck up in the subway Some people say we always had a poverty And peace and never nice that commodity But probably we all got it wrong And need to accept God's plan Every form, uh, word born uh. This is for people living in tents Near the train yards to the midst of penitentiary Or the graveyard This is for the indigo in the eyes of the Turek Here in the night sky, Chirac, a bad dad This is for the 1% with 99 problems The sweat that trips down Right before the person robs them